Sound of Hockey episode 125. We're calling this one the Joe Thornton episode. Why are you calling it that, John? Well, Joe Thornton scored 125 points in one season Ooh. in 2005-2006 season. The crazy thing about this is he was actually traded. That was the year he was traded from Boston to San Jose. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and then he ended up winning the Hart Trophy and top points. So pretty rare for, a, for an MVP to be traded midseason. Now, I mm-hmm. feel like you have used almost this exact same thing before, except maybe it was like assists or something like that. I've talked about Joe Thornton before. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe maybe it was assists. Yeah. Uh, I know I've mentioned this story before. Was it on episode 19? I don't think I was in charge. No, the- at that time we were doing jersey numbers. It was it was yeah. a post-episode 100 situation. Right. Well, Interesting. we could probably figure out what episode by looking at his assists, and I'm mm-hmm. sure it was in the 90s. So yeah. maybe uh, I'll, some astute listeners will do some sleuthing. Okay figure out if i've mentioned this before yeah uh please watch your language there are kids listening sleuthing jeez (laughs) yeah so so this is (laughs) this is sound of hockey i am darren brown at darren fun brown on the twitter joined as always by andy eyed hello andy how's it going i'm at andy eyed on the twitter and john Barr. hello john hello everybody i'm nhl2 seattle on the twitter and we are coming to you from seattle uh we do not have a review this week but i've had a few glasses of wine and that means that this is going to be a good show oh boy (laughs) I mean, let's be honest. This is when I do my best podcast work. I have a couple bowls of the loudmouth soup, and and it's just all uphill from there. So, John, you played hockey tonight. How did that go? I did. It was a return to play. Like, some of the associations are allowing uh, hockey, and I uh, rented some ice, and it was fun, man. It was great to be out there. You know, like, I'm taking this thing very seriously, and so took all the precautions. Um, You know, I have been coaching – eight you girls uh mm-hmm. in little pods and so this was kind of the next step it was a lot of fun man yeah uh, we had to wear masks everybody wore masks we're all out of shape but it was <laughs> it was a good time we're able to breathe you know it wasn't as bad as i thought yeah. i mean maybe it's because i wasn't skating that hard <laughs> <laughs> i wasn't i wasn't back checking so you can just blame it on safety yeah or maybe it just means that the mask <laughs> you're wearing just isn't very effective that could be that too yeah, yeah that's encouraging yeah. yeah did you get one of those masks that attaches to your mask a mask for your mask no okay he wasn't no. playing goalie cool good talk well they ha- i know but they have them for they're players helmets. yeah but they have them for players as well so. <laughs> yeah they do supposedly they're really good so. right andy i have a bone to pick with the canucks and i feel that that just therefore means i have a bone to pick with you are you ready to answer on their behalf i have many bones to pick with the canucks okay <laughs> myself so, so like i just can't manage the puck right so but what i'm upset about is that they showed up to a game the other night and they were all dressed casually what was yes. that about well they it was uh, it was they were playing bad. They had lost six games in a row. Okay, and so that was the the thing that put, apparently to, to break the streak. They also all had to wear work boots because you know they're going to work. Oh sure, yeah, Doing some lunch pail stuff. But it worked. They won the game and snapped their their six game losing streak. Okay, but see, I was always under the impression that the NHL was a respectful league. <laughs> so I mean, there have been some of those issue? hot takes out there. There have been some your of those like is, they should wear suits. Your issue is that they wore casual clothes. Yeah, that, yeah, that's the that's the issue. That's I'm just I'm really upset that they didn't. You know, when wear... did Don Cherry get on this show? <laughs> 
Uh, that is a very Don Cherry-like take. Yeah. Very uh, much. Let's share some Kraken news. So the practice facility, I don't even know if it's really news anymore because it's been a solid week since this came out, but the Greater Seattle Hockey League, speaking of adults playing hockey, John, uh, now is partnered <laughs> with the Seattle Kraken. And speaking of little girls eight and under playing hockey, John, the Washington Wild Female Hockey Association, which you are a part of, uh, is also a partner with the Kraken. So what does this mean for both the team and for these associations? I should say, Andy, you wrote a story on it. So do you want to kind of comment? Yeah, it, I don't. I mean, I just kind of copied the press release, to be honest with you. But um. <laughs> That's why you come to soundofhockey.com right there because yeah, we so, give so you the very best. The Can't get this information anywhere else, folks. <laughs> Just exclusive so, high end reporting. Yeah. So they announced partnerships with both of these associations per the press release. Yeah. yeah. So, but GSHL is essentially going to operate scheduling games for their league out of Northgate as well. So they're going to continue to kind of utilize. All the rinks from Everett down to Kent, including Linwood and Olympic View, um, which they always have. And now this just gives them more kind of ice times. It's going to be interesting how many games you get if you're in that league, how many games you get at Northgate versus the others. But it's a great sign, and everybody kind of expected that to happen. Now, the Washington Wild is a different story. Operate all over. they basically an association without a rink where a lot of the other associations have a rink. That said, they primarily operate out of Highland, and Highland's been very loyal. They're in Shoreline area. The Highland Ice is in Shoreline. That is a very loyal rink. It's been around forever. If you talk to anybody who skated over 20 years ago, they all skated there. And there's been a lot of rumors or speculation that that rink's days are numbered, but it's not because they don't run a good business or anything like that. It's just the land is so valuable there and they could do a lot um, with that land. And so it's just a matter of time where the, the asking price or, or the offer that, that the rink gets is going to be just, they can't say no. So mm. what's great is this gives a home home for the Washington Wild. Sure. And, you know, a lot of people may have noticed that there's always been, you know, a female hockey player at some of these press conferences. I think, Andy, you might have pointed that out. But that is the Washington Wild. And one thing that people don't know is that they've been extremely loyal during the political process of yeah. showing up to city council meetings mm -hmm. for a long time before a lot of people were showing up. And, you know, it's great. The Kraken is taking care of them. I've been working with the Washington Wild for five years, usually in the learn to play area, but they don't have learn to play this year because of COVID restrictions. And so I'm just helping out with the 8U girls, which has been fun way to kind of connect, providing an opportunity for these girls to have a great experience. And that's what I've loved about learn to play and getting girls into hockey um, and making them feel like they belong because they do. And they have a good time, and I have a great time out there seeing these girls experience hockey for the first time. So anyway, I'm really excited about that aspect just because I know this association's needed a home for a while, and it'll be great to kind of fold them under the Kraken umbrella and see it really take off. So I'm excited about that. Like, what does this mean for both the wild? I mean, having a steady home, I imagine is a good thing. And, and as far as like the adults who play, I'm imagining this, this would mean less midnight start times and stuff like that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm still expecting a lot, a lot of late night <laughs> hockey. The reality is of playing what they refer to as beer league hockey or adult mm -hmm. league hockey for me personally, and for a lot of my teammates. Um, lot, most of my teammates live in the Seattle city limits, mm -hmm. um, so this means the rink's a lot closer. And and nice. people probably know this, but Northgate will be the first rinks 
located in the Seattle city limits. So very excited for that too. And so like being in Seattle, you're kind of centrally located to all the rinks, but I, I think I'm about a half hour away from all the rinks. That's pretty much what I budget when I'm driving to to games, but so it's going to be great. It's going to be closer. (laughs) Oh, like honestly, like the bar setup is kind of cool for beer league (laughs) hockey. I mean, I know that's such like a, you know, you could always go to a bar, but like, you know, right in the rink and man, I'm man, you're getting me excited. All right, let's go. <laughs> and you never know. Some of those little girls with the Washington Wild could grow up to be the next Jocelyn Lamaru Davidson or Monique oh, nice Lamaru Mirando, who have now retired from Team USA at age 31. couple of uh, twin sister legends for Team USA. Obviously, they had a huge role, as you may remember, in the Pyeongchang Olympics. Uh, both of them had a, a major, major part in winning the gold medal game against Canada. So, John, anything you want to say here? I know you've been following their career pretty closely. No, I'm just, you know, it's like they've had a great career. I mean, 31, I think they could continue playing, but I, I think, you know, life, other comes priorities kind of come in. Say. Yeah, life <laughs> comes at you fast and you have kids. <laughs> right. You know, a lot for right now, women's hockey is in a tough spot we've talked about it plenty but basically you have to like focus so much on training and and there's a lot of events there's worlds every year and and whatnot but like the big limelight is the olympics and so you just have to like go all out to just make the team right and it's a it's a huge commitment some things need to sacrifice and i think there were no guarantees that they would make the team and they've had a great career and other things might be more important right now but they've been a great uh ambassador to the sport i i hope and expect them to continue to be involved right we've seen a lot of the female hockey players obviously cami granado stay involved in the sport or get involved in the sport, you know, after taking some time away, but they're good for hockey. I think they would be great uh, advocates for the game. And we have some just massive NHL news here, a whopper of a trade, a blockbuster, you might call it, (laughs) as the Hurricanes send Ryan Dezingle to Ottawa for Alex Galchenyuk and Cedric Paquette. But the Hurricanes were so excited about this trade that they then immediately waived Galchenyuk. Now, the interesting thing about this is that because Galchenyuk was already in Canada, they just left him in Canada while he was on the waiver wire just in case somebody claimed him or something. Nobody claimed him, but then Carolina did actually trade Galchenyuk to Toronto for a couple of guys that I'm not super familiar with, and Igor Korshkov, who apparently plays in the KHL, and then David Warsofsky, who apparently plays in the AHL. Now, remember, if a player goes from either Canada to the U.S. or USA to Canada, they have to do a full quarantine. So he would have been subject to a 14-day quarantine if he actually did move on to Carolina, which is where he had been traded for to. But instead, he stayed in Canada, so now he just gets to go straight to Toronto, and he's good to just play, I guess. So it's mm-hmm. it's a very interesting little circumstance and how that played out. He's 27 years old, though, and now this is his sixth organization since 2018-2019. Alex Galchenyuk, he he did not quite live up to the third overall selection that he once had, apparently. Yeah, it's amazing. I really liked that guy in junior. I thought he was going to be good, but man, he had one really good year in Montreal where he scored 30 goals, and I think he hit 21 other time, and then not above 20 ever since then. And right. It's amazing, you know. But yeah, I guess when you have when you're that high of a draft pick, someone's still going to be willing to give a, dra- a chance to you. Well, and remember, Dezingle was like a trade deadline, trade bait kind of thing when right. Ottawa traded him to Columbus, I yep. believe. Yeah. And mm-hmm. now he's back in Ottawa. Great for him. 
I, I saw somebody thrilled. on Twitter. You know, I saw you know they always do those jersey swaps to like make it look like you you've got a picture of them in their new jersey. <laughs> yeah. Someone on Twitter was like, "Look, I tried Photoshop for the first time, and I've got Dzingel now in a senator jersey." And it was just an old picture. <laughs> There's been a lot of funny Galchenyuk uh, tweets out there too about you know all the teams. Everybody's you know the, the old Atlanta Thrashers account that's out there is a fake one. Says we signed Galchenyuk, so it's pretty funny. <laughs> You know, I have to say, like, he's still a serviceable player. Like, it's not like he's mm-hmm. bad. He's maybe not, like, a superstar, but he's a decent player. So I don't know. I don't understand, like, what keeps happening there, why he can't kind of find a home. And even, you know, I watched him pretty closely because he was on Minnesota briefly last year. Yeah. And, like, he was kind of good. I thought there was a chance that they were going to re-sign him, but then he went really quiet during the playoff bubble, and they just said, no, we're not going to not gonna bring you back. So one day I think he'll find a home, but he better do it soon because I think his clock in the NHL is uh, is ticking down. So. Yeah. We now move on to Sound of Hockey's Three Stars. Yay. Okay, now we can't act like that for every bitten segment. All right, so oh, that, I know that you already... was genuine enthusiasm. That was yeah, genuine enthusiasm. Sounded pretty legit there, Andy. Uh, all right, <laughs> no, you know what? Andy, I, I don't know why you're hating on it. I like this this bit. You better just for that. I'm going to call you out and make you go first. Who's your star of the week, Andy? My star of the week is Matthew Barzell of the New York Islanders. Okay, never heard of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a, he's a he's a center. He's young still, but he's a center. Okay, he tonight's had an assist. In the Islanders went over Buffalo, by the way, where they held Buffalo to no shots in the third period. Mm-hmm. He now extends his point streak. He has a, a career best nine game point streak. And he's off to a pretty good start. He's got six goals, nine assists, 15 points in 14 games. So he's off to a pretty good start this year, better start than he was last year. He's shooting above his normal shooting percentage. So we'll see if he maintains that. But uh, pretty good week for Matthew Barzell. So that's it. He just like played well. That's why he's your star. Wow. Jeez. Neat. He's impressive. Got a nine game point streak. Uh, it ties, ties the top in the league. Ties wow. Austin Matthews. Yeah. Impressive. Although that, that Matthews might be 10 now. If he mm-hmm. uh, John, your star of the week. Andre Palat. Oh, future Seattle Kraken. He, yeah. Future <laughs> Seattle Kraken. I really want him on this team. Interesting. He's got five points over four games. Yeah. He's a Kraken watch. Keeping an eye on him. So I'm excited for him. So five points over four games this last week. That's way better than what Matt Barzal did, in my opinion. Yeah, the 11 and 9, yeah. that's, that's nowhere near as good. And my <laughs> well, star yeah, of the you're week. you're extending it beyond one week. I don't know. Kind oh, of yeah, I see. Did they play five have. games in one week? <laughs> I don't think the Lightning have played five games in the last week, but go ahead. Five points in four games. <laughs> my star of the week is Jack Roslevic. Now, I'm pretty sure Jack Roslevic was your star last week. Am I correct, John? That's correct. Okay. So he's doing really well. Since he he's moved, the only one that had a player. Yeah. Since he moved <laughs> to Columbus from Winnipeg, he's doing really well. Uh, so he actually has played nine games so far. Not all in the last week. I will admit it's not all been in the last week, but he has four goals and five assists in that time. So he's a points-a-game player since moving to Columbus, his hometown. Uh, what I really wanted to call out is last week, you know, he had that great goal that I know we mentioned. So tonight, it's Monday night. Tonight, he had this assist where he came into the zone, for some reason, put the puck between his own legs, and then immediately did a spin move. It looked a little ridiculous. He kind of looked like woo-woo Kenny <laughs> Woo from the Mighty Ducks for a moment. But he threw the puck out in front. Patrick Laine was there. He took a shot. Laine didn't score, but then Cam Atkinson scored on the rebound. So that was one of the better... It was a bizarre move. It seemed completely unnecessary, but it looks nice. So I'm giving him credit for that. Jack Roslevic is my star of the week. That wraps up Good. our bits, and that's always how I'm going to say that now, moving forward. We now move on to our segments, and our first segment is everyone's favorite segment. 
Goalie Gear Corner! Yes. Yeah. This is a stretch. How about this that? This is a stretch. If you How ask me. about that? What's a stretch? This one. What? How do you mean? I think it's great. So our <laughs> Goalie Gear Corner this week comes from Sila Brush. So that's the artist. Uh, it is Andrew Hammond, who is on the taxi squad for Andy's Minnesota Wild. That's why it's a stretch no. right there. I only came across it not because it was retweeted by Wild or anything like that, but because I follow the artist and I thought, hey, this is pretty clever. And to me, it's not about the Wild motif. What I think is great is remember Andrew Hammond is the Hamburglar, right? Remember yep. his his great run with Ottawa many years ago when people threw hamburgers on the ice because he was doing so well. And Curtis uh, Lazar ate one. Yeah, yep. I remember that yep. one. Yeah. Uh, so he's got obviously some Wild motif, but then on the side, he's got the Hamburglar. The Hamburglar is wearing his usual garb, but he's also chopping wood because he's like in the wilderness and he's also wearing a covid mask over his face so he's got he's got a covid mask <laughs> and also his little eye mask thing that he wears because he's the hamburglar right so his his yes. identity is very much concealed and then on the other side they have a big old ox now do you guys even know who this character is is this something that's prevalent well he's in minnesota right wasn't that paul bunyan's ox wasn't yeah the thing right so you know, babe, the blue ox or something correct. like that. Yeah, that's correct. I didn't know if that was something that people just generally knew outside of Minnesota. But anyway, <laughs> uh, so the ox is also wearing a COVID mask, which I think is funny. And then on the back, he's got uh, like a little air freshener tree, like that you'd see in like a taxi cab. <laughs> and apparently, I think that's his kid's initials on the air freshener tree. So uh, pretty cool mask. I personally really like it. I, I like the personal touch. Uh, so well done, Andrew Hammond. I gotta say, I like everything about the mask, but. My- issue is that he's on the taxi squad (laughs) well actually as we speak right now he's been recalled to the actual team uh because cam talbot is still on the COVID list so take that if he gets a minute then i'm okay with it okay he won't if he doesn't get a minute of playing time while he's on the roster then i have issues well now hold on a minute here Hold on a minute. Here's a minute for you. You can hold on for this minute. One minute? Okay, you got it. (laughs) We've done plenty of goalie gear corners that have had nothing to do with players in the NHL. We've done college. We've done college. Yeah. We've done some NWHL. We've done some KHL. We've done everything. So how can you say that just because he's not a, a current player in the NHL, we can't cover his goalie gear? Well, I think I've had issues not so much with the college, but like, Clearly, this guy might not play in the NHL again, right? I think that's I, safe I've to liked say. Him. I mean, I guess we've done your 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 math. Well, I still so might I... play in the NHL. I think I might actually have a better chance of playing in the NHL than Andrew Hammond, <laughs> a guy who's currently a backup. Right, but you know, I mean, I think him getting into a game, the e-bug. Yeah, he's already played the NHL. Him getting into a game feels less likely than me getting selected as the e-bug for Seattle, and then having uh, both of their existing goalies get injured, and having me come in. We did somebody else who was like the third goalie on the team. I forget who it was, and the person was traded Mm. mid-season, and then we did them again. Well. it just seems like we're just displaying art at this point. That's right? what goalie it's your like, corner is. It's not about the goalie. I know, but it's if about you don't the gear. Play, you don't, and it's not a goalie, right? Like, I, okay. So just because he's not a starter in the NHL, he's not a goalie. So are you saying that I'm not I'd a goalie, say, John? You just got to play saying? some games in the NHL or play somewhere, not just sit in a taxi squad. He has played in the NHL. This is an ex post facto rule. You're just making it up like as we go here. We never You'd love to say that. When have I ever said ex post facto? <laughs> with uh <laughs> with <laughs> With uh, the Russian in the Minnesota Wild that wouldn't play in the bubble. (laughs) 
I have no recollection Jeez. of saying ex post facto on this podcast, but it has been well, said. You said you're you're lot just lot making it up. The NHL's just making up the rules, so I'm making up the rules. Oh. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> all right, that's fair. That's fair. You, I mean, but you agree that you're just making up the rules as long as we all can agree that you're just I'm full just on making it up. Giving you my opinion, I'm not saying there's a rule. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I'm just saying like this is a stretch. Okay. It's getting ridiculous at it's, this point. It's not because it's about the gear. <laughs> if listen, if all starters in the NHL came out with new gear like every day, fine. We'd just cover starters and their gear. Can we just call it artwork corner? Because I like the art. It's great. That doesn't even make sense. All right. So if we call it, it artwork dark. corner moving forward, will you stop groaning every time the segment arrives? I did not even groan uh, this time mm-hmm. until I said Oh, we're talking about a taxi squad goalie gear. All right. Well, here's an ex post facto rule for you. There will be no changes to goalie gear corner moving forward. We now move on to you don't see that every day. (laughs) Oh, boy. You know, you don't see every day. Is this an NHL game that we're going to talk about? Uh, Seven seven NHL games. You don't see every day that the same two teams play each other right in the middle of the season. So Arizona and St. Louis, well, I should say seven times in a row. Arizona and St. Louis play each other seven times in a row as a result of their COVID postponements and reschedulings and all that uh the coyotes essentially won the series four to three if you want to call it that but uh there was a couple of overtime uh slash shootout outcomes my favorite part about it the whole thing is just one tweet from the st louis blues it's a picture of pinky and the brain pinky says gee brain what do you want to do tonight and brain says the same thing we do every night pinky play the arizona coyotes and I thought that was a good. genius, genius bit of social media there. It made me laugh very hard when I saw that. <laughs> I'm definitely fine with the two games in a row. When it gets to be like three or four, it's getting a little out of control, though, I will say. What have you guys' thoughts been on this this sequence of having the, the teams it's, play each other over and over? It's not ideal. It's a little tired of seeing the same matchup, but I understand these are the times we live in, to borrow a phrase. Yeah, yeah. And, and just to be clear, these weren't. this wasn't the schedule all along. Yeah, right. yeah. It was covid related that shifted all this stuff together and they're basically like well who else are you going to play let's uh, let's just kind of continue to play this matchup so pretty nuts and i can't imagine what the attendance would be if there was actually like (laughs) there was allowed fans in the games (laughs) because it would not it would get boring real quick well maybe not though i mean they play with a lot of piss and vinegar when they're facing the same team and i will say that i have actually enjoyed that aspect of it that you see things kind of carry over from one night to the next so uh, i've seen a couple of players coming out in support of it as well because it's less travel right it's like i don't know why the team in the league wouldn't be behind it moving forward Uh, but i'll tell you why tv ratings and and attendance oh yeah that makes sense why that makes a lot of sense but you know baseball right like they do three four game series but that's because they play a hundred and 62 games. I have no issue with two games back to back. I think anything beyond two is a little ridiculous, but yeah, I I hear you on that. That's a good point. You get two games back to back in the WHL a lot. That's not, that's about the limit. Uh, Okay. John, I understand that you have a little, let's get quizzical for us. Am I correct on that? I do. I do. Boy. All right. It's awfully late to be thinking. Mm, That's true. Okay. It's pretty late on Monday here. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So on Sunday, Sidney Crosby had two points in a six, three win against, the Washington Capitals and became the all-time highest scoring player in the NHL that was born in Nova Scotia. Mm-hmm. He passed Al McGinnis. Okay. There are only six active Nova Scotia-born players in the NHL right now. I want to know how many you can name. I got one. You get one strike each. 
Nathan McKinnon. One. I can name one. That's the one I know. <laughs> I said it first. Darren loves to just yell out the name. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, maybe, you're doing the John. Maybe Fett. I'm going to. You know what? I'm going to strike that because oh! you didn't. Yeah. Oh. All right. It's now a best of five series, and we only get one strike. This will go great. You get one strike. Yeah. This will yeah. go great. Okay. Uh, you want me to name Nathan McKinnon? <laughs> no. Nathan McKinnon is off the board. He's stricken from oh, the record. He's off the board. He's John just made yeah, an Darren, ex post Darren, facto Darren has robbed, Now robbed me of a chance to get a point. Well, he robbed himself too. So. <laughs> <laughs> The old self-robbery classic. Oh, boy. Uh, Nova Scotia. Um, I'm just going to totally guess. Nick Letty. <laughs> he's that is incorrect. That's one strike yeah. for Andy. Oh. Uh, he's from Eden Prairie High School in Minnesota, actually. Andy. Oh, Harrison. wow. Yeah. Give me that one. <laughs> I will say Alexis Lafreniere. Uh, that is incorrect. Ah. Now he'd be from Quebec. But he at least played on the same team as Sidney Crosby. That's why I thought they might be... <laughs> Good, that's good thinking. That's good thinking. Like in the queue, they played on the. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Okay, so is it Andy's turn now to get it wrong? Um, I'm gonna guess. Okay. Uh, good luck. Someone random like Chris Tanev. That's incorrect. Oh. Okay, I got one. Brandon Tanev. <laughs> that's incorrect. Oh, that was good darn. Guess. Good guess. All right. Well, this so, game's hard. This will be edutainment. Sidney Crosby has 1,275 points. Okay. The next guy in points that's Nova Scotia born has half that. So he's got 664 points. That's got to be McKinnon, right? Uh, no, it's not. Oh, wow. His name is Brad Marchand. Oh. Ah. So Nathan McKinnon is third uh, with 509 points. And Alex Kalorn is another one. Oh, okay. uh, He's got 317 points. Could be future Kraken. And awesome. Darren talked about this guy last week, or maybe it was the week before, Ryan Graves. Okay. Yeah. Oh. And then <laughs> this is a deep cut. Matthew Highmore, he's the last one. Man, I got to tell so. you, John, none of those were anywhere close to the front of my brain. So that one might have been a little hard for us, if I'm being totally honest. I just, I don't know. And McKinnon would have been at slam dunk, and I was expecting one of you guys to name Marshawn. Uh, okay. so. Well, I did get McKinnon right. I just want to point that out. But you <laughs> came up with an ex post facto rule again and just stole it from me. So uh, that's fine. Yep, that's my thing. Yeah, we now move on to our weekly one-timers. Now, there's plenty of debate about our first weekly one-timer. About whether or not this should actually be a weekly one. No, I'm just kidding. Don't do it again. Uh, Miko Koivu has retired. I personally thought that he should have gotten way more conversation than just a weekly one-timer. But you guys can make your case for why he belongs as just a weekly one-timer. Here's my issue. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you know who put this on the show notes? You? Yes. And you know what day I put it on? The day we were recording. Oh. Six days after he retired. Okay. How does that happen? That's what I want to know. I don't know. You're very feisty this evening. I feel like you just finished playing a hockey I... game or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious, though. Like I was like, nobody's going to add this? Hmm. Like, And of all people, I think, Darren, this is your responsibility. Do you think you think you would have remembered it if I didn't put it on there? I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, I've had a few glasses of wine, so it's hard to say. (laughs) All I would say, all I would say, is that I think we've had better players who retired in weekly one timers than than Koivu. Oh, all right. So here we go. This is the big debate out of uh, around the Minnesota Wild (laughs) campfire. Does Miko Koivu get his jersey retired 
by the Minnesota Wild. I'm of the yes. camp that says yes. I think he yes. holds most of the records. He played his entire career with Minnesota, except for like a few games with Columbus. No, seven games. He played seven games with Columbus. Right. Come on. So I think that still counts as a few. <laughs> but I mean, really, like he's been the captain forever and ever. I I just I don't see how they don't do it. Uh, I think it'd be disrespectful. Do the Wild enough. have any other player numbers retired besides one? Just one. That's it. Number one for for the fans. That I'm, I'm on board. Yeah, hang it on the Raptors. For the listeners, I I don't I'm not sure if we've spelled it out, but he had 16 years yeah. with the Wild in a over a thousand games, yeah. so pretty significant. You know, never like a lights out score, but always a contributor. And you probably can comment a little bit more about Corvo, what he meant to the franchise. Oh, I mean, he's just like a classic two way player. You know, like he never was super dazzling or anything like that. He was great in the in a shootout of all things <laughs> at. Uh, roofing the puck with his backhand. That was always his move. He also was very good at the reverse check. Like when he had the puck, he'd do this exploding shoulder Ooh, thing when people like were coming that. to check I him. I like that. Uh, so yeah. those were kind of a couple of his, his trademarks. But like really, he was a great two-way center, uh, you know, defensive. That was it. I mean, that was kind of his role. As it, as it got later in his career, he moved down to the third line and sometimes even the fourth line. And so that was kind of when he knew he was on his way out from Minnesota. Uh, apparently, the story in Columbus is he had COVID at the beginning of the season, got started late came out and just felt like he was not really in the shape that he wanted to be. And uh, for the first time in his career, he was away from his family because they all stayed in Minnesota. And he said, you know what? I'm just not where I want to be. So it's time to retire. So that's it. Makes sense. Our next weekly one-timer. Lake Tahoe games are coming up. I believe that's on Saturday. And aren't we calling it like NHL Outdoors or something like that? NHL Outdoors at Lake Tahoe. The Great Outdoors. No, it doesn't say Great Outdoors. It's I'm NHL calling it Outdoors. That. I'm, I'm doing a Extu Pacto, whatever it was, that Latin Would term. Would you stick Darren with said. the branding? Yeah. You probably don't even call the Honda West the Honda West. Yeah. Classic Andy, not even calling it the <laughs> yeah. Honda West. Like a like somebody who's just completely I refuse not to, I refuse to it. call it the Honda West. Uh-huh. I bet you don't even but call it the Scotia, call it the Scotia North. North. Oh. No, I'll, I'll go with that one. Okay. So is the outdoor <laughs> game on the Outdoor Life Network? No, okay. but it, there's actually two games, okay. by the way. Yeah, one I is Saturday, that. one is Sunday. Both are at noon. So on Saturday, it's Colorado Avalanche versus the Vegas Golden Knights. So that should be a, a pretty good game. Mm-hmm. That's on NBC. And the Sunday game, the Boston Bruins versus the Philadelphia Flyers, mm. and that's at noon as well, also on NBC. Okay. And that features Nova Scotia's own Brad Marchand. Yeah. That's right. Very good, cool. Good call. And Have you guys uh, seen Colorado the- Avalanche as Nova Scotia born yeah, that's right. Ryan Graves. Mm, good point. Is uh, Gritty from Nova Scotia? I don't know, but he better be there. Yeah. Uh, our final weekly one-timer. Yarmir Yager is now 49 years old. He is still playing. He is still owning the Kladno team of the Czech Extraliga. And I don't mean owning is in like playing great. I mean, he literally owns the team <laughs> and also plays for the team. Uh, now, here's a fun little fact that I never really realized before today. He actually played for Kladno and he's played for them for a few years since moving back from the NHL. But he played for Kladno before he moved to the NHL. Do you guys know what year that happened in without reading the show notes where it clearly says oh, what year boy. that was? It's, it's got to be like 1991 or something. No, I can't no. remember. Did he play in the 80s? 1988 is when he oh. played oh, for man. Cladno. Uh, so he has been playing professional hockey since 1988. I was one year old when he started playing amazing. professional <laughs> hockey. So that is uh, that is something. That wraps up our weekly one-timers. 
And we close the show with our tweets of the week. This is going to be a, a just a short little episode here tonight. Andy, mm-hmm. your tweet of the week. My tweet of the week comes from Mark Lazarus, who's a writer for The Athletic. Mm-hmm. He was responding to a tweet from Kevin McGran, who I think might be the guy who didn't want Paul Javari to wear number 93 because it was too close to 99. Oh, but yeah. I, can't, I can't confirm that. But McGran was mentioning when the Leafs were up on Monday night, 5-1, to one, he tweeted out, Leafs are winning a laugher, up 5-1, to one. now who's laughing? And Lazarus responded because the Leafs blew that lead and lost in overtime. He responds with literally everybody. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> and speaking of that just terrible disrespect, you know, by considering wearing number 93, which is so close to yes. number 99. Yes, too close. Too like, close. think about how he would have felt about the Leafs just showing up casual. <laughs> he would have had a bone to pick with yeah. somebody. Total, total <laughs> bone picking going on. Uh, my tweet of the week comes from the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, now, we haven't mentioned it, but the Golden Knights were these... I don't even... These are awful, and I bet John They're loves terrible. them. Gold They're helmets terrible. that are not the same color as the gold on their jerseys <laughs> at all. Uh, and these things are just, they're atrocious. They're so bad. Now, I know that they had the Silver Knights also wearing silver helmets, you know, similar look, but just a slightly different color. The Anaheim Ducks tweeted four pictures of Vegas players wearing these gold helmets, and it says, your scientists were so preoccupied with whether or not they could, they didn't stop to think if they should. <laughs> <laughs> uh, i also have an honorable so mention good. tweet as well from best friend of the pod chris peters now i don't know if you guys saw this video of the guy skating today on mm-hmm. the canal uh if you have not seen it basically in amsterdam the canals froze and so everybody was out skating because they love speed skating there right and this one dude is skating around in speed skates and only a pair of underwear for some reason And he's just skating around, skating around, and there's clearly a bunch of people watching. And all of a sudden, the ice cracks, and he just falls face first (laughs) into the water, right? So Chris tweets, me last February, and it's the guy skating on ice. And then it says, me this February, and it's a freeze frame of him (laughs) with just his skates out of the water, right, after he's face planted down into the water. So I love that. So that's my honorable mention tweet. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. So I'm going to pile on that. Okay. Best friend of the prod. Chris Peters later that evening, mm-hmm. he also tweeted kind of the same two pictures, five, one, 20 minutes to go. Mm-hmm. And then the second picture has six, five OTL, which is <laughs> in reference <laughs> in, re- in reference to Ottawa winning the game tonight wow. against Toronto. So, Who says yeah. we never talk about the Leafs? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, John, I'm not convinced that you were even really ready with a tweet of the week. I think you just, by happenstance, landed upon that because of my tweet of the no, week. No, I'll tell you. Mm-hmm. I had the Chris Peters ready to go if you called on oh, me. Funny. And then I happened to see that he also had this other tweet. Well, so that's perfect. That The whole sequence of events is suspect in that actual video where they show the guy. Really? He must have known that, was, that ice was like, not very thick because obviously he didn't have any clothes on yep. and he's like skating right into like a sketchy area and the, the video's going. So I think, uh, I think he knew it was a setup. It was all a setup all along. You know so what? Either way. You have a good point because then if you watch yeah. the end, he gets out because this guy comes cruising in on hockey skates with a rope to pull him out of the water. Yeah, they were ready. I didn't even think about that, but I think you're onto something. I think he knew what he was doing. Now, to be fair, I don't think he necessarily knew that like when the ice was going to crack, 
because yeah. he was not protecting himself on that fall, and he definitely goes <laughs> face first into the water. And I think he's very fortunate that the the ice seemed to split just in time before his face hit it. But anyway, uh, that's our tweets of the week. That wraps up our show, episode one twenty five, a short and sweet episode. Uh, please do subscribe on Stitcher, subscribe on iTunes, subscribe on Spotify. Leave your five star review on iTunes. We again didn't have a five star review this week. What's that about? Get your five star review in on iTunes. We'll read it next week. That will be episode 126. We will see you all then. Cheers. Skating away. Skating away. Skating away. On the thin ice of the new day. So as you push out from the shore, once you turn your head once more. And make your peace with everyone But those who choose to stay Will live just one more day To do the things they should have done And as you cross the wilderness Spending in